a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely. And on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together and with some of my dearest friends. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, I'm going first with one of my very dearest friends, Katie Duckett. She's been on the show many times before. She joins me for all of our minis and Patreon, which is super fun. And today, we are actually revisiting an episode that we did a year ago and kind of expanding on it. We are looking at where we're at a year later with flower therapy. I don't know if you remember at the very beginning of the pandemic when everybody started baking bread and planting flowers. Well, we did a whole episode on it and we had a whole thing in Patreon where we were teaching you how to do all of that. And now Katie is offering a ton of free information on her website, katieduckett.com, where she is going to teach you how to be baking bread because believe it or not, a year later, there's a whole resurgence in these areas. So we're talking today in this episode about kind of what we've done with them over the last year, but then also Katie is taking it a step farther and you can go to her website and learn how to make sourdough bread from scratch, even creating your starter and so much more. She's got so much beautiful inspiration in that space and I know you guys already love her. So we are going to be talking about all of that today. And if you want to find the episode that we started with a year ago that we are kind of playing off of for this episode, we will have that linked in the show notes so you can find it really easily. But before we get there for just a second, I want to give you guys that little call to action. Like I always do, I would love if you joined my newsletter. If you haven't already, you can go to mackenziecoppa.substack.com. It's called, well, anyway, and I've got some freebies over there, like a Trello board template that can help you plan out your week and some other fun things. And I am really getting on my groove about releasing this newsletter every week so you can know what other content I am offering across the web and social media and all of those places. Plus, subscribers get exclusive content that is only delivered in my newsletter. And you guys, the feature that I love about Substack the most is that we can all get in on the conversation together. It is not just like an email that comes to your email inbox and that's it. It offers us back and forth conversation where you guys can all talk to each other about the latest podcast episode or what your Friday favorites are or any of that sort of thing. And that's my favorite part is talking with all of you, creating this community around Live Well Anyway, how we're all just trying to make the most of our lives and have some laughs in the process. So come over to mackenziecoppa.substack.com sign up for the newsletter and I would love to be able to chat with you there. Okay, without further ado, let's get on with this episode with Katie Duckett. Hello, Katie. Hey. Well, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a fun episode because it's been just about a year ago that we did our flower therapy everything. For people who don't know what that is, we will link in the show notes to those episodes. I believe they were from last March and April, Um, but we did flower therapy, which was both flowers as in, you know, like pretty ones that grow out of the ground. And then we also did flour as in, you know, the stuff you use to make bread. And Katie did a whole sourdough series in Patreon, which now you're going to be doing on your blog, right? 
yep. at katiedeckett.com. So you guys can go and just be really gleaning from all of Katie's amazing bakerly wisdom. You guys, she's like a legit baker now, even more so than you were a year ago. I mean, you were a year ago, but even more so now. <laughs> so she's like the girl to go to for this. Plus she's got this amazing yard with flowers and, and everything. And, you know, we both, I mean, it's been a big year, big year since we last talked, we did flower therapy last year to like help people through the beginning of the pandemic, having no idea that we would still kind of be here a year later, but it was, it was this way of kind of like survival and giving us holy habits to rely on as the world was shifting. And now we've been through a lot a year later. And even more recently, we've both dealt with stress and grief. And these are some of the things that we've come back to again to help us through that. So today we're going to talk about all the flower of the hair. Today we're going to talk about all the flower therapy stuff, the sourdough, the flowers, and also just learning to listen to our bodies as they respond to these kinds of stressors. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to just clarify what holy habits are. that, And we talked about that last year and I really, I really spent some time thinking about that. And so to me, holy habits are practices that recenter your heart towards home, regardless of how you're feeling. So there's sort of those anchor things in your life that when life is falling apart and you need to grasp onto something for just basic survival, like last year with the pandemic, holy habits. This year, as we're coming out of the pandemic, how do you reclaim your life? Holy habits. So I think no matter what season you're in, the more honed you have those holy habits in your life, the more that's autopiloted and you're doing the next thing that you need to be doing to keep your your family and yourself afloat mm-hmm. and forcing your feelings to come along you're not being yeah. led by your feelings that say I don't want to you're being led by discipline and habits that get you there and then the feelings follow they do follow whether you're in survival mode or you're in the mode of reclaiming your life feelings do follow we just yeah. have to we have to be bigger than them and I think part of disciplining yourself to have some good anchor points in your life is one way to get those feelings in line. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree, especially with I mean, the stress I've been under lately. I think there's a certain amount of the feelings will follow, but then also listening to your body to do the necessary recovery like hit the pause button. Um and then you have these habits to come back to and rely on to be able to kind of get yourself back up out of that place. You know, I know just even for me personally, you know, we've just, I got hit with all of this court stuff in March that I wasn't expecting. I didn't see coming. And even though I felt like I was trucking through and I was just like, okay, like I'm telling myself I'm fine. The day after the second court date, like as much as I had told myself I was fine, my body was like, no, you're going to have to stop for a minute Mm -hmm. and recover But then I knew if I could just listen to my body and take that day to, okay, I need to sleep it off. I need to get everything back in order. Then I could pick up again and get back to life because I have all these other things established. So I think that it allows you, it's kind of what I've always even said about planning. When you have the structure there, it allows you the flexibility to know what you need to come back to instead of having it just be kind of, you know, willy nilly, you know, this is what I have to come back to. This is what I can anchor on to be able to get back up and move back forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can build in like a holy habit in your life can be something that's a rhythm of rest, you know, a, a rhythm of reset, noticing, resting, making sure that like, I think as moms, as the nurturers of our home, we're quick to put ourselves on the back burner and make sure all the other needs are met and everything else. And we'll be, but when the mom falls apart, it's a lot harder for everybody else in the home. It's a lot harder to climb back out of. So if we have those rhythms of rest and hope and beauty in our lives already, yeah. we're combating the despair just by these habits. We're yeah. being proactive just by moving forward 
whether you recognize you're pulling yourself out or not, the rhythm itself kind of takes care of that. Yeah, I think it definitely helps. I think there are times when the the stress is more acute, that it's like you just, like yesterday for me. It was like, there was no, there was no faking my way out of it. My body literally was just like, it shut down. (laughs) Whether my brain was going to shut down or not, my body was like, nope. But I think that in general, if it's not this like, over the top amount of stress that just kind of like all hits you. I think in general, the reason I have been able to keep carrying on for as long as I have is working those times of, you know, rest and recuperation into more of a daily rhythm, you know, and that is definitely so helpful. I mean, for me, it's like taking baths and making sure I'm reading and, you know, doing those kinds of things. Even writing lately has been sort of this, you know, way to help my brain process through things and, and keep moving forward. And those habits in generally, unless it's, you know, lightning strikes, like it has recently in general, I do think that those habits are what allows me to kind of go along and live well anyway, even when there's a lot of daily stressors. Yeah. Oh, you guys, it's no secret that we're all juggling just a little bit these days. And by that, I mean a lot between jobs, family, budgets, not to mention the emotional baggage of the last year. And it's also been tough for our kids with their wacky school schedules and not seeing friends as much. It's just a lot. And we all could use a break from it and some time to just kind of be able to regroup and get focused and be able to, you know, start feeling good again. And I just want to suggest one of the ways that could be helpful to do that could be yoga. And we've all honestly heard and read about the amazing benefits of yoga. You have increased strength, better flexibility, improved mental focus, but many of us have tried yoga and never gone back or have been afraid to try because of how intimidating the experience can be. And that is where we have Bulldog Yoga enter the scene. Bulldog Yoga Online is about taking the intimidation out of yoga and replacing it with music, smiles, and no judgment. Bulldog Online is about making yoga fun. Yes, fun. And Bulldog's streaming online classes are available on demand anytime, any place on your schedule, which really helps me. Bulldog even offers classes for kids and teens so you can get your Bulldog on and get moving with the whole family. It's so much fun to do with my girls because they're already flexible and they just have fun doing it, but it's also been really good for my teen who is like super tight. It's kind of funny. And he can get in on it with us and really help his own posture and body and all of that. Bulldog online classes are easy to follow and such a great playlist meant to motivate and keep you and your family smiling through the movement. It is so much fun to be able to do all together. And there are choices for all levels, from beginner classes to heart-pumping workouts. And there are a ton of class length options that fit your schedule. I mean, they've got classes that range from 12 minutes. You can fit in 12 minutes. Thank goodness for those 12-minute classes. All the way up to 60 minutes. That is what has really made it possible for me to be able to incorporate in my life in a consistent way because there are so many options and I always have it at my fingertips and I can just jump into it whenever I'm able to. And you can try it free for the first 30 days at bulldogonline.com. That's bulldogonline.com. If you're looking for their app, it is Bulldog Online, not Bulldog Yoga. You want to get Bulldog Online and use the code LIVEWELL for an additional 50% off your first paid month. So you get those first 30 days for free and then 50% off your first paid month. Again, that's bulldogonline.com, coupon code LIVEWELL, and thank you to Bulldog Online for sponsoring LIVEWELL anyway. So now that, you know, we've established in general, these habits are, are what is going to help you to keep moving forward. Um, and we need to listen to our bodies and respond to them and, and take care of them and make sure we're doing okay. But let's kind of rewind. So a year ago, we talked about how beneficial both like the habit of for, you know, you brought to us this whole idea of making bread and that that could be a habit that was part of our daily lives, as well as having more flowers in our life, bringing them into our homes, but also curating our outdoor spaces. And so we, we really focused on a lot of that. And for me personally, I ended up going the opposite direction than I expected to with which one I would be more committed to. Yep. 
which I thought was kind of funny. You know, I thought, oh yeah, you know, I've made bread before. I think this sounds really intriguing and could be kind of fun. I'd been watching Jenna Fisher from The Office. Like she took on this whole thing of learning to make bread in the pandemic and following this book and connected with the author of the book. And it was so much fun to like watch her making bread all the time. I was like, oh, it's surely going to be the bread thing for me. And I never once made one loaf of bread. <laughs> I I made the starter. Like I did all the things that I was supposed to do, but I never made one loaf of bread. For some reason, it just got to the point where it felt too overwhelming and I was juggling too many things. But I did go the way of the flowers, which... I was really surprised about because I have, you know, not had great luck with the flowers in the past. And as we know from when I house sat for you and it was like a situation for me to try to keep your yard alive. And um, so I was really surprised that, you know, my mom bought me and she usually does like she'll create one like pot for me to put out on my back deck for Mother's Day. She does that. But then I like ended up doubling down. And I by the end of, you know, I don't know what June, I had like seven or eight pots of flowers around my house. <laughs> I was like, yep. what happened here? Like now all of a sudden I'm enjoying this and I love the beauty and I love being out on my back deck. And it was just, it became this life-giving thing to me that I didn't expect. And I am so looking forward to doing that this summer, which I just never thought that would really be a thing for me. That's so fun. You yeah. even went as far as to water your neighbors. I did. <laughs> I did. She had a baby and it was, you know, now she's pregnant and she's about to have another baby. So I'm probably going to be watering her plants again sneakily this summer. If she even has plants this year. <laughs> if she even has plants this year. They did end up like, I ended up feeling kind of awkward about it and like, maybe she's watering them and I just don't really realize. I don't know. And then it just died completely. And so oh. she ended up removing it. I don't know, beginning of August. So then it was just mine out there. But yeah, I've, I've actually sort of like the weather's slowly beginning to turn here. Yes. Cleaned up outside, which I kind of mentioned in last week's podcast, I started kind of that cleanup process, sort of the prepping for what the outside could look like. And it's been really fun to to think about again, like, okay, what do I want to, like, what did I learn from last year? What flowers did I really like? And, and I mean, that's something I totally have to have help with. Cause I'm always like, well, I don't know what, what how, where's this going to grow? But <laughs> I can, I I'm learning more and like the things that I like and what worked and kind of what didn't. And, and it's been so fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it was, you had time, you were at home. Yeah. You cultivated this little space that became yeah. sort of a retreat for you. Totally. Like so there was a lot of good in disciplining yourself to faithfully water and care for the plants. And like you learned and it's inspired and it's really fun. I mean, I think that was our hope for the flower therapies is that they would be both, um, they would add beauty and life to your home, but they'd also be that anchoring of a little bit every day. You have to faithfully water every day. You have yeah. to tend, you've got to prune, you've got to care. You can't just pay money and put them out there and then they will die. Like they'll heal yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you really cared or not in about a month. But yeah, um, but tending for it and having a place to put that nurturing bit that God put in us, like there's something so satisfying in it. Seeing yeah. plants bloom and grow. Um, it's joyous. Like it just, we were created to do that. You know, we were yeah. created to, to tend to things and care for them. And the same in the kitchen, like with the, with the sourdough it has to be, the starter has to be fed. There has to yeah. be some attention given, um, it, it, you know, in order to produce beautiful bread or that nourishes our families. And so I think it's really fun that you took off with the, the flower OW, the flower yes. therapy. And really made it your own. And now you're feeling, you know, that just that delight in seasons. Like we had yeah. the dormancy in winter and now here we come to spring and you can start to get excited about, oh, things are going to grow. What do I want to grow? Yeah. 
now you can think about colors and um, maybe different details than you did last year. Last year was about, can I keep it alive? Yes, you can. Yeah. Now you can like branch out a little bit. Like, yeah. Do you want something to bloom all summer long or do you want some in June and some in August? So you have like a whole summer full of delight. You know, you just, yeah. you have a lot of fun questions to answer. Yeah. And it makes me want to do more of the research. Oh, well, how could I do this differently? And could I, you know, incorporate things that I've never incorporated before? I mean, my mom has kind of the standard ones that she always goes to. And so that's sort of the way my pots have gone as well. But now kind of being like, well, I have a little bit more confidence. And so what could I learn? What kinds of different things could I start to incorporate that make it look a little bit more like me instead of yeah. just like what she would normally do? And it really did become this space last year out back where I, you know, the year before I just, we had some kind of crazy neighbor kids. And so one, I felt like if I put anything out on my back deck, it would just get broken. We were still settling into our house. And so that area wasn't my focus. It was really trying to kind of hone in what the inside of our house looked like. You know, I, because of the crazy neighbor kids, I wasn't going to go sit out on my back deck if you paid me money. And so last year was the first year where it was like, oh, this can be like a peaceful sanctuary spot that I want to go to. And so getting the pillows for my chairs and a rug and the lights, which I mentioned last week, I put on a timer with my Echo Dot and I love that they come on a half an hour before sunset every night. It's just like so fun to me that they automatically, it's like already, even though I don't have any of the flowers or anything out there, it's like this beckoning of like, oh, the light is out there. It's coming. Like that time is coming. And it even at the end of the summer in September was when I went and bought all the plants for the inside of my house. Mm. And it inspired me to like, oh, I loved that space so much. I want to carry that greenery through the rest of my home and the rest of the seasons, like that was so much more nourishing to me than I expected it would be. And so it's, it really, I'm so looking forward to having that retreat again and getting to see how it fills up my soul in a different way as I continue to learn about it. So, I love it. And, and it's like every summer I've noticed here, like I'm kind of going off on a tangent and I sort of hit on this last week too, but every summer we've been in this house, this will be our third summer here, which is wild to yeah. think about, um, but it's our third summer here and every summer has been a little bit different. Like la or the first summer, it was crazy with the neighbor kids. The next summer, it was pretty quiet. We were in pandemic. So it was just kind of us here, us enjoying our space in our yard. And now this summer, like already this spring, it has like blown up that we have all these neighbor kids all of a sudden. And there's the kids are always running around the neighborhood and playing soccer and playing games and like having all of this stuff going on and having bikes and, and we're really in the front of our house much more than the back of our house. And so I am so curious now this year of, you know, we've got our garage door open all the time. We even put a table in our garage so that we can put out snacks and waters and like have it be a place where kids can go back and forth to. And if they want to come rest, you know, out of the sun, they can come sit in the garage and we're going to have different things in there to make it kind of fun. We're going to put up lights in the garage. And it's like this new space that's an outdoor space but then also like, well, who will we be welcoming into our home then from that and using our backyard space also? Like, I'm just so curious how it's all going to end up, you know, developing for yeah. this spring and summer. It's another totally different spring and summer than we've ever had so far. Yeah. Well, and what you're saying is you're rooting in, you know, you yeah. now have, you have two years of growth behind you leading you into this summer yeah and that's just such a fun thing to get to celebrate like you've learned you've invested and now there's a new area you're going to invest in and open up and really it just broadens your landscape yeah you know when you take that time and cultivate different areas and spaces in your life or your heart it just broadens your ability to do fellowship and welcome people yeah. in. I love it 
Yeah, it's really exciting and fun to think about. And, and, you know, there's like, well, everybody who follows me on Instagram, I think we mentioned it last week, like across the street where a lot of the fun is happening, that's a single dad. So it's a very different thing than like over here. There's not like a ton of focus on beauty and flowers (laughs) happening over there, you know? So it's like, I have this juxtaposition to offer over here where things are a little bit more pretty and curated. And I'm really looking forward to kind of having that, that balance of what's going on over there. And then we've got more like the snacks and the, you know, that kind of thing over here. Yeah. You have a niche. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it's fun to think about for sure. I love it. Yeah. Well, I would say as you moved forward in that flower therapy part, I deepened in a way I didn't expect in the other side in the flower. Yeah. Therapy, I always knew what, oh, I always knew in my heart, like what baking did for me and how it felt, but it, it broadened into a whole new level this year as a, in the pandemic, in the, in the more quiet of our life, I had this margin to do something else and started working in a bakery and learned so much more than I really ever thought that I would take in and to be able to do laminated doughs and make croissants and understand baking on a completely different level. I think when you work in a professional kitchen and then you, you reel it back into your home it all makes a little more sense than trying to figure out all out in your home, you know, which you did such a good job of. I mean, you guys, this is the woman who took like copious scientific notes on her sourdough. Yeah, I did. You did. That's the nerd side of me. I just can't. I love it. I love approaching baking as a science because it all, it is all formulaic. It does all make sense. And if you understand the science of it, there's less um, hiccups with baking. Yeah. If you know what every ingredient does and why it does it and how the heat impacts it. I just think it's like an experiment that you can kind of have the known quantity and then you can vary it and be creative, but you have to understand like that baseline. Yeah. So I just love that. I've yeah. always loved that. So being able to deepen that in a sense with a professional kitchen where everything is sterile and your your bigger batching and you're mm-hmm. baking in a commercial oven, then to work it back, it all starts to click better for me. Like, oh yeah, I get it now. And so a lot of that process has been happening, which makes me more creative in my own home kitchen because yeah. I, feel like I get it and I've got freedom here. Then when you understand those boundaries, like, oh yeah. I could add this and I could take it to the max in, you know, hydration. As long as I don't go over this line, I could take it right to here and I should be able to produce, you know, a loaf of sourdough that has as much moisture as it possibly can before it falls. Yeah. Definitely the goal in, in sourdough. You want, you want a a loaf that's rich in moisture, but still has structure. Man, that last, that last loaf that you gave me was like the most incredible thing I've ever eaten. Oh, so good. (laughs) I didn't even let my kids have any of it. I ate the whole thing. Now, you know, you too could be doing that. (laughs) I don't know that I could. You could. Absolutely could. You guys, if you've been listening for very long, then you know I'm pretty much obsessed with HelloFresh at this point. If you're not familiar with HelloFresh, they are this amazing service where you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store, makes home cooking easy and fun and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Especially over these last couple of months, when I have just kind of been stressed to the max, having them take care of all of my meal planning, my grocery trips, all of that, so I just do what they tell me to do. I just get out the little picture card that shows me step-by-step what I need to do, and it helps my brain to completely check out sort of I just have to follow the directions and it has been a game changer for me to know that I just have to go home all the ingredients are there collected together in a little bag so I literally don't even have to look for things they're all pre-measured and in 30 minutes or less I'm going to have dinner on the table and I really didn't have to think about it 
I need to not have to think about things at this point in my life. And HelloFresh allows me to do that. They have so many different recipes to choose from each week. We always get things that my kids absolutely love, which is another game changer, knowing that whatever I put on the table, they are actually going to like. And I really appreciate that it's actually a really good value. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant. Can I get an amen? Because that is often where I'll turn if I don't have something like HelloFresh that just spells it out for me and makes it really easy. And I'm so grateful when life has just been so crazy to be able to know that HelloFresh has got us covered. They offer me a ton of flexibility so I can customize my order every week or easily change my delivery dates or food preferences. It just really is designed to fit with our lifestyle and make my life easier, and that is worth so much to me. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LiveWell12 and use code LiveWell12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. You could have the same sort of relief in your life by doing that. So again, go to HelloFresh.com slash LiveWell12 and use the code LiveWell12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. It's a game changer. You're going to be so glad that you did. And thank you again to HelloFresh for sponsoring LiveWell anyway. But I just, I feel like that really opened like this geyser in my heart of just, oh my gosh, not only do I love baking, but I, I am so renewed and refilled and Mm -hmm. touching the dough. Like it's just how it feels to touch a laminated dough that is so, has as much butter and fat in it as it can possibly (laughs) contain and getting to cut it and shape it and bake it like, oh I just love it so much. And I really approached it as I wanted to learn and I had time and I wanted to do it, but I didn't anticipate how it would fill my heart and my soul and make me more creative and make me just, when all those things are filled up in my heart, I just, I can't wait to pour out in my home. Like it, it made me just love my job here even more. Yeah. Well, and you also, I'm just going to say this as an aside piece. It's not really the focus of what we're talking about today, but you did something with your home very recently that I think is even amping that up even more because you totally rearranged and now you're upstairs and that upstairs space where you have your kitchen is like your whole domain. Yeah. And I I see that making a difference for you. Definitely. I kicked the teenagers out. And I don't think that I would have known that that was as necessary, except that they literally were always here. Yeah. The way our lives had been pre COVID, we, they were never all here at once. They were never here at the same times. They were never, you know, their lives were full and busy. And so they, you know, you have that craziness in the morning to get them all out the door and then the pickup, but then eating and practices and their lives were just full. But all of a sudden with everything removed, then we're living in a house that just started to feel smaller and smaller and smaller smaller because they never left and they were always, always hungry. So yeah, my husband and I just had some heart to hearts and we're like, okay, we either move or we make this work and it's not working the way it is. Like there's just as soon as one of them walks through a room, that room is like so much smaller. And then if two yeah. of them or three of them walk through, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Their shoes are huge. Like everything is <laughs> too much in the main yeah. living spaces. So sadly, I mean, it, it, it's okay. It's all right. But <laughs> we gave up our master bedroom, which is, I would say it's a good third of our basement when yeah. our basement finished most of that basement is the master bedroom so I have a but it wasn't I have to say it wasn't the original master bedroom no at least there it was another master bedroom with an attached bathroom and walk-in closet like at least that was there yes it's smaller but it's there yeah. yeah yeah so we we just we personally downsized and we put all the teenagers in that room with bigger beds and it it's a big room. So it it really can house 
the boys just fine. And now they live primarily downstairs and I live primarily upstairs, which like you said, is my kitchen. It's more light. It's my back yes. porch. It will be my side garden and all of that. Like I, from my bedroom window, I look right into all of those areas that I yeah. put so much heart into. And this just works better, even though we had to tremendously downsize uh, yeah. my husband and I did just to make it work. Um, it is so worth it to have reclaimed my living spaces and, you know, put the kids down where they're not suffering. Once we go to yeah. bed, they full basement, you know, and yeah. nobody's telling them like, okay, we're kicking you guys out because your yeah. sister's going to bed. You know, they can just, they, they stay up later. They're louder. They, it just works, but yeah it was kind of an act, an act of like desperation. Like we have to make something work because this doesn't work. Yeah. And I'm grateful to have gotten to that point where we saw it. Cause we probably could have coasted a lot longer in the setup we had, but this is life giving to me to be here and to have the light and the kitchen. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Well, so. and it, it's like, you're saying they stay up later but you get up earlier and now you come out to this peaceful space that yeah. you can do your baking. You can enjoy your coffee. I think the, just the light piece from not being in a basement anymore. I think that is huge for you because you, you appreciate all of those little teeny things. And I think that that I've seen you sit by the window now and I get these messages from you and it's so different. Like you just look feel filled up to me yes yeah. <laughs> yes yes and I I think we had to be willing to troubleshoot like we had to get to that crisis point of this is so uncomfortable something has to give which is not a fun place to be but then from there like God really gave us a solution that fell outside of the box to put yeah. all the boys in one room to give up our, you know the, those were yeah. never considerations that wasn't something I was we were going to add on or move and then suddenly it occurred to us and it has been a wonderful solution and it was in God's timing and it was you know it just wasn't something I would have said about lightly but yeah. I'm so grateful for the solution because it really does it really does work and it helps me it just helps me feel more happy to be in my home where I was feeling so uncomfortable like everything was just too tight and yeah. now sitting home yeah. Oh <laughs> so don't be afraid to think outside the box and make bold moves. If it helps yeah. your peace of mind, like if you need light, if you need more space, if you there, I think we can all just be creative and prayerful about it. And the solutions can come mm -hmm. rather than being stuck. You know, I yeah. felt stuck for so long in the winter. Yeah. but out of that discomfort like something good has come yeah well and for me it was like I you know of course I'm working on this kind of big project behind the scenes and so like I mentioned to Shell last week nothing better than a big project that I have deadlines on to make me completely ignored and do something entirely different like reorganizing my home which yep. is what I've been doing procrastinating on the rest of it but it was, I kind of hit this point where it was like, okay, we're coming out of winter. Stuff has accumulated everywhere. Cupboards are overflowing with random things that people have stuck in them. And I just need a clean break. I need to rethink some things. And it was like, I was able to catch my breath again, just doing that, just kind of like quieting all of the spaces by removing all of the unnecessary clutter. And I even, I had, when we first moved in here, I bought this cute little hairpin desk. And it was when I thought I was going to be recording upstairs in my bedroom until I realized I was on the flight path to the airport and you could hear every plane <laughs> that went over. And so I was like, oh, upstairs is not going to be an option. But I had like, I got this cute little Japanese curtain and like all of this stuff to put, like make this office space in my closet. And what I really realized was since I wasn't using it to record, it had just kind of become a collecting zone and I wasn't even utilizing that desk. And I decided at the beginning of the year to move it out of my closet and into my bedroom. 
and I had this big space next to my bed that it could go. And my room gets this beautiful light in the morning. And I was able to get out my other bedside lamp that had been waiting for two years to come out of my closet. And it's now like this great workspace for me that I actually use. And having Roman here during the day, you know, like it has made me feel like I have a place to do my work. And then I have a place to come out of and be with my kids and, you know, be in the rest of my house together. But it was just like the simple thing of moving it out into my room that allowed me to utilize it better. And I think work better and more efficiently. Yeah, that's so cool. So we're both talking about like reclaiming space in our home for maybe a different purpose than you would have even needed or desired a year ago. Yeah. These are good things to come out of that year. And for everyone, there's going to be things to reclaim. You know, there's going to be habits that slid or things that you did in that survival mode that you're not needing to do as much anymore. And it's time to shake it off, whether you're reclaiming your garden and literally the dirt or your table, your kitchen table and your, your starter or your, you know, whatever it is, there's there, it's time. It's time to reclaim bits of our life back. Yeah. Okay, you guys, I have recently changed my hair care game, and I am very excited about it because I have been using Gemist. Okay, my hair has been changing over the last couple of years. I feel like I regularly have like an oil slick on my head. I'm like, what the heck? I don't know what's going on. And so I was so excited to be able to actually take a little quiz on the Gemist website that was super smart. And they told me exactly the shampoo and conditioner that I was going to need for the issues I'm having with my hair. I have super straight, thick hair that kind of gets flat. I wanted some volume. And they gave me the exact formula that was going to be great for my hair. It smells amazing. It works amazing. And I am so excited to know not only what is going to work for my specific hair, but they even asked the area that I live in. Because obviously our environment around us also affects how our hair is behaving. And they take all of that into account. They're so smart. I'm so excited to let science work for my hair to give me a good hair day. And did I also mention, you guys, they are women-owned. You can get a subscription and save 20% on every order with Smart Subscribe and get free shipping. So that is pretty awesome. They have free returns. They have great ingredients that are free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and they're never tested on animals. They're shipped right to your door. You know how much I love that and their salon quality. I have been loving my Gemist experience so far, and I think that you will too. So if you are ready to have the best hair of your life, try Gemist. And right now, my listeners can give Gemist a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner smart subscription. Smart subscribers already save 20% on each order, so this is an amazing deal. And with free two-day shipping, you can have it by this weekend. Just visit Gemist.com to get your personalized recommendation and enter Live Well at checkout for 20% off and free two-day shipping. That is gemist.com, G-E-M-M-I-S-T.com, and enter the code LIVEWELL at checkout to get the best hair of your life. And thank you to Gemist for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. And, and it's still not too late to start some of those things. Like you were saying, we're sort of seeing a resurgence lately, I feel like, of people who didn't do sourdough or maybe let it go who now are curious about it again a year later and wanting to do it like my mom I never expected her to be interested in wanting to make bread she's not like I don't think she'll listen to this I don't know I wouldn't say she's like domestically centered she works outside the home she's very busy so nothing against her by any means but for her to want to embark on something in the home that would take that kind of like care and attention I thought was really interesting that she was interested in that. And I've seen it happening like all over the place. I even, it's kind of fun. There's this guy that I did theater with who went when I was younger and he went on, he's been on Broadway. He's been in Waitress and Jagged Little Pill was in the show that he was in when Broadway shut down a year ago. And he's created a sourdough business to 
keep himself afloat and he's yeah and he's got like these amazing videos of making the sourdough and he delivers it to people all over new york city every wednesday it's called hump de dough and and he like he delivers it to like sarah borellis because she made the music for waitress like she composed the music for waitress so he knows her and like so like he knows all these people that he delivers dough or sourdough to and he wanted to do it not only because like creating sourdough was so therapeutic for him he has all these amazing videos if you look up hump day dough on instagram you see him making the loaves and he does like focaccia and he does like pancakes and crackers and all of these things but then he wanted to make it a way that he could connect with people through the pandemic. And so by delivering it to their door, even though everybody's wearing a mask and everything, he got to see people throughout the pandemic. And that was one of the things that just like helped him mentally stay afloat in New York, where everything was like really shut down. So he even got it certified like his kitchen in his apartment in Manhattan is okayed by the city of New York to make commercial bread. This is an incredible story. I know. Isn't it wild? Yes. I love it. Yeah. Max, come on, guy. He's amazing. Uh, I think you should get him on. I know. I've <laughs> thought about it. I know. <laughs> we need to talk to you about your sourdough. But his, his, yeah, his sourdough is called Doe a Deer. And <laughs> like his starter. And it's just, yeah. He makes just the most beautiful bread and he cut like the way he, I don't know, you know, the name, like the way you cut into the top of it. Yeah. He makes it look like, like wheat is like flowing on the top of the bread. Like it's just so like artful and beautiful and he tells you how to store it and like, yeah, it's just, it's super fun. That is just the best. Yeah. That is Look yeah. at the pandemic bringing out these new passions. Right? <laughs> I know. People who've had no choice but to shift yeah. Yeah. and think about things differently. Yeah. And I think that that's been super hard, but it's also a gift that we have to consider right. moving yeah. forward. Like, what have we learned and can take away from this and keep, you know, incorporating into our lives even as things continue to go back to, you know, quote unquote normal. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think some of the hesitations about taking on some habits like this, especially when it comes to sourdough, the biggest thing I hear people say is that they don't want to start something. And then it was just like this little trend they did. And then it dies away. Like that feels like failure, I think to people. And I would say like, where are you a year later? Did you start the starter? Did it kind of ebb away a little bit? And so what? Like, it's easy to restart. And that doesn't mean that you failed. It means you tried something new. But if you learn the faithfulness in it, it's a totally different feeling a year later. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I've been doing this. For, look at what I've learned. Look at how many people I have fed. You know, there, it's something very exciting inside. The same with the flowers. You see, they're blooming. They're living <laughs> They did not die. They're actually flourishing. And and I helped that process. Like I partnered with them to make something beautiful. It it just, there's, there's a pride that comes from faithfulness and faithfulness is attractive to other people. It shows you can be, oh, there's your word, but it shows you can be consistent. It shows (laughs) you can show up and keep showing up. And there's something really beautiful and compelling about that. So I don't think we need to be afraid of letting the habit of starting a habit and then not seeing it through. I think we need to be more afraid of never stepping into it and trying. Yeah. Or going back to it when it's a different time and it's a better time for us to try it again. Yep. Yeah. Because you never know what God can do through that or what he can show you through that. And it's, it's all taking a little bit of a risk, you know, to try something new like that, but it's so worth it. Yeah. Well, and I think something I've really been, thinking about and learning and kind of just being confronted with in a lot of ways lately is confidence about things because like 
there are times when I feel just like so confident in everything that I'm doing and pursuing and like, I've got this and I can take this on. And then I got, you know, kind of hit with some things and having to deal with some things in my life that have come up where it's like, I feel like, I don't know what I'm doing in any way, shape or form about any of this. Like Mm -hmm. everybody else has got it figured out better than I do. Everybody else is growing in these particular ways. And I just feel stuck and I feel exposed for all of the ways that I'm failing. And, and it's almost like a self-defeating prophecy. Like the more I think about like, well, I'm exposed there. Like, what am I going to do? This person's had to step in and be like, this is how you should be doing that. And it just feels like, crippling almost and I've had to kind of go back even it's been helpful going back to like my my journals and my writing and looking back at the last year and saying well okay I'm going through these things right now but three months ago I was here and I was on the other side of that and I was helping somebody else who was struggling and so what I'm in right now doesn't necessarily define me and I need to look back at those things that I do know how to do and say no I I am confident in some things like I don't have it all together, but I am good at that stuff. And so I need to remind myself that the hard things don't define me. The failures, quote unquote, failures don't define me. And even those things I can tackle and move forward in. And I think that in a lot of ways, like coming back to some of these things that we decided not to pursue a year ago or whatever, allows us to build up that confidence again and say, well, just because like years ago when I house sat for you and I did a terrible job taking care of your garden, (laughs) it didn't have to define me forever in not being able to ever have flowers Mm -hmm. and being able to say like, okay, I'm more confident this year going into it than I was last year. And I can tackle that and I can do it. And learning to change that narrative, which is honestly really hard for me because sometimes I feel like, well, it's not true. I'm bad at whatever. And so that's just the way it is. I'm just being honest about it, but it's much more attractive. So I've been told by my father many times (laughs) to be (laughs) confident and just walk forward, owning it in confidence. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Yeah. And you know what owning it really, it's its a process of showing up. Like yeah. if you just show up every day, if you just water that plant every day, if you just feed your starter when it needs to be, you know, if you just do the little things, it's, mm-hmm. it's a series of very small, easy steps. The, mm-hmm. It's the consistency that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not actually what you have to put into play. It's just the humility in showing up every day and showing up imperfectly and showing up with baggage and showing up sad and showing up mad and showing up happy. The feelings cannot be the lead there. It's just the habit of, I'm just going to show up. Yeah. Yep. And that, that, and like you said, the feelings then follow. Yeah. And the confidence comes from that faithfulness too. I think when you have, like you said, if you can look back and say, oh my gosh, look, I have a pattern here. Look what I, wait a second. I've done something. Yeah. (laughs) That can offer that confidence. Yeah. And I think even at this point in the year where maybe we had our, you know, our goals at the new year of what we wanted to do, and maybe it didn't pan out the way that we wanted to, as a lot of times it doesn't, but looking back now in, you know, mid-March and saying, mid to late March and saying, okay, even though it looked different than I wanted it to, I'm not going to let that define the rest of my year. I can shift. I can come back to those things that I wanted to pursue at the beginning of the year and see what they look like in my life now and move forward with them. Like it doesn't have to, we don't have to just keep living in that failure that we feel. Yeah. That's just a, a bad spiral. Yeah. Yeah. So I think these are some opportunities to, to do that, to figure out what holy habits we want to have in our life, the things that we can cling to that give us the beauty and the hope and the consistency and, you know, those little anchors in our lives that just become habit that we do that even if we're feeling stuck or sad or grief stricken or whatever it is, we have these anchors that will just, just do that thing. And then it leads you to doing the next thing. So 
And those little things add up to being yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to teach us all about them, right, Katie? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a segue. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love your confidence. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, you have so much to offer in this area. And I think you're kind of like itching to do it, but then like, oh, well, I don't know. But then I think yeah. you're going to. And so you are such a great resource and you're going to put all of this on your blog for us to, to learn how to do more with bread. Are you going to do flowers also? I would love to. I mean, I feel passionate about both of them. And, um, but mainly from a place of, I want to learn more. And I think when I force myself to like sit down and do something like a unit or I learn so much and it, I, I just really enjoy that coming alongside. It's not from a place of expertise by any means, but just, you know, just a passionate learning that's taken place that I want to share. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like I used to say when I was a homeschooler, I felt like my kids really knew and had mastered the material if they had the ability to teach it to somebody else. Yeah. And I saw that happen in you even a year ago. And you know so much more now than you even did then. And seeing you just be able to kind of like distill it all down and compile it together in a way that you can then convey it to other people. I It was beautiful to watch a year ago. And I think it will be again this year. And in like your space on katieduckett.com, which is beautiful. You guys, if you haven't gone over there, go sign up for her newsletter and everything. It's a, it's a fun little spot on the internet. I I really like that little corner and I want to do helpful things there. And I think, um, I have gotten some questions about sourdough and I think what we put out on Facebook, it's kind of hard to get back just simply. It's it's a little less user-friendly than we wanted. Yeah. And, um, so I'll either transition those videos over or I'll redo some of them or, but I think the information, um, of how to, begin your own starter from scratch from the ambient bacteria in your um, environment, which does change, you know, the bacteria you have now is different than what you had a year ago. So um, don't be afraid to come alongside and make a new starter. Even if your starter last year had a, um, you know, a really sad end, that's okay. (laughs) Like that's not a failure. That was just a part of the learning process. Yeah. And um, making delicious, beautiful bread is such a satisfying thing. I just want everyone to experience taking something out of the oven that smells that good, that draws people to you that they can't wait to eat, you know, and there's such beautiful connotation with communion and all the biblical references to bread. It's just, it's such a, it's such a worthy place to put time. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. You do a good job and you're going to teach us all about it. So stay tuned for that. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Well, it was so fun having you on again and kind of getting to do a follow up of last year's flower therapy episode. And we've got more, you guys. We've been, our brains have been cooking this morning with ideas of things that we want to bring to the show. And I think it's a kind of a fun new direction, not a new direction. I'm not like rebranding again, but it's, you know, I think just a further developing of it. And I'm really excited to kind of see what the next few months are going to bring us for live well anyway, and live well together too. So, um, yeah, if you want to hear more from Katie and I, like on the regular, that's where you got to be is over in Patreon because we have some fun over there. We do. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right, ladies, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate all of you who come back week after week after week. You do not know what it means to me that you guys are loyal and listen to the show and keep bringing us into your earbuds. And hey, if you want a really simple, cheap way to be able to support the show that will actually not cost you any money whatsoever, it would be to tell your friends about the show. I don't care whether you do it on social media or over the phone. I don't know who uses the phone anymore. But, you know, however it is that you want to tell people that you love the show and why, it would make such a difference to us. I've got a little project behind the scenes that I'm hoping to tell you about very soon. And let's just say, if more people could hear about the show, 
would really help with this project and I would so appreciate it. So thank you. I'm working really hard to get up better graphics on social media that you can share. So if you go to at Mackenzie Coppa on Instagram, I will have those up week after week where you can just share them to your feed. I would so appreciate if you would do any of that type of sharing for me. It makes a really big difference. And of course, if you want to really get on the inside and hear what is going on, which has already been shared to this particular group, you're going to want to join Patreon because that's like, that's the the inner circle. They get to hear all the behind the scenes information. And I would love to have you join us over there. We've got all sorts of bonus content. We release two minis a month. I do daily live videos. We've got great conversation and community. We want you to join us over there. So come to patreon.com slash live well together to join the community, get all the extra content and just have a bucket of fun. All right, you guys, until next week, when I will actually be back talking in a solo show about our cycles, how we can track them and hack them and make the most of them and figure them out. It's going to be a really fun show. So come and join me next week. But until then, go be bold and gracious.